Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 260, recorded live on October 10th, 2022. And uh, yeah, we're here to talk all about Nintendo. We're going to be talking about the new Super Mario Brothers movie trailer, Premium Edition's latest announcements. We had a new Pokemon trailer we're talking about, Retro Game Con, Nintendo forming their first ever movie studio or movie company at least, and uh, Platinum. It's got some brand new news that's just been breaking today in their relationship with Nintendo. But uh, yeah, we also we need to do some new introductions. My name is Steve, and uh, of course I'm joined by Barry. Hey Barry, how's it going? Hey Steve. Uh, it's busy. <laughs> busy. I'm waiting to, for time to just to, to put, kick my feet up and relax. And uh, maybe I'll get a chance to do that sometime in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> Not even thinking 2023. Nice. No. Nice. No, <laughs> nice. And uh, hey, Greg, how are you doing? Doing pretty well. Um, just a happy birthday to Barry here. We, we Wait, sell- what? It's, it's someone's birthday? What? <laughs> Oh, it is. Happy birthday, Barry. Thank you. It's a depressing <laughs> one. It's one of the depressing birthdays. <laughs> uh, look at this. You had this all planned already. I did. I did. It was all ready for you. Yeah. If you're, if you're listening to the audio version, you're missing out. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, we're going to celebrate Barry's birthday. Throw him some happy birthday wishes in the chat and the comments as well later on. And uh, speaking of the chat, if you have never joined us live for a recording of the podcast, make sure you do that. We go live every other Monday and uh, that goes to place at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time and 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. And uh, while you're there, make sure you hit the subscribe button, hit the like button and all those buttons. Um, but also, if you've never joined us on social media, we just want to encourage you to do that. We are at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter. And also, if you've not joined our Discord yet, we encourage you to do that as well. You can see the link on the screen if you're watching the video version, but also it's in the show notes uh, and the YouTube description. So yeah, you can join us here on uh, YouTube, but also on Twitch as well. We stream that live, like I said, every other Monday. And uh, it is a special Monday today because we're celebrating Barry's birthday. So other than having a great Red Lobster dinner right before the the podcast recording. Uh, <laughs> anything else exciting happening on your birthday, Barry? I got a little bit more sleep than usual. It's <laughs> good. That's it's, good. It's, I'm just trying to be relaxed. It's been a, a crazy busy weekend, so I'm like, I just need to try and take a day. Uh, so I kind of use that as semi an excuse to to slack off a little bit, but then I felt guilty, so. I was like, I don't, want, I don't want my wife to unload the car all herself. And, you know, I don't want to, I let her help her unpack. And I guess I'll answer an email or two, you know, nice. I can do that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And, and you know, I, I could be spending time with my wife right now, relaxing, having some good times, but nope, I'm here with all of you because I love you all. And that's why I'm here. Nice. Nice. It's Aww. funny that, uh, my, I talked to my dad my dad's birthday was yesterday and oh, I asked him, birthday. I was like, Hey, how, how was your birthday so far? I was, what did you do to celebrate? He's like, well, I tried to sleep in, but your mom wouldn't let me. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but at the same time, he's like, yeah, well I made it to 10. I was like, dad, that is sleeping in. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that that's sleeping in. I, so, I got up at about eight 30 this morning or nine and I was like, all right. 
that works for me because I the whole weekend I was up at like six thirty seven, so I was like, I'll sleep in a little. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Well, we got a lot to talk about tonight, but let's kick it off, of course, with what we have been playing. And Barry, we'll go to you first, birthday boy. What have you been playing? I have not been playing as much as I would have liked to have played because it's been crazy week. Crazy two weeks, actually. A uh, lot of stuff going on, but I did. I still doing Pokemon Unite, doing the daily stuff. And the game we, we're going to talk about, Haiku the Robot. Uh, played some of that, but the big game I was looking forward to, and I, last time I was talked about how I should have had the game and I didn't have the game yet, and NAS being weird, so I had to get the game separately uh, the next day from the podcast, which is Legend of Heroes: Trails from Zero. My goal was to finish the game before Retro Game Con, which was this past weekend. So I'm like, I'm going to give myself like a week and a little, almost two weeks. I'm going to, I'm going to try my best. I love this series. And then everything kept getting in the way. So I I got to the close to the end of chapter three before I had to leave. And today I finished chapter three. I'm in the intermission. And uh, I was like, oh, man, I want to play more of this. But like life just keeps saying no. So I, I hope to be finished. My goal now is to have it finished before Mario and Rabbids, so I, I should be able to do that. That's still 10 days away, and I'm I'm on the back half of the game at this point, so hopefully I should be able to do that. Um, on the PC, I'm still doing Final Fantasy XIV, doing the doing, um, like weekly stuff, capping tomes, uh, new updates coming soon, so I have to finish up one of the story elements before that hits, but uh, still loving that, that game so much. It's so beautiful, and listening to a lot of the music from it. And on mobile, Mario Kart Tour with its, its big shakeup. Mario Kart 2, we got a huge shakeup for those that don't know. Uh, the gotcha system is gone. You just buy the character you want now. No more gotcha mm. system. Um, and they added battle mode. So there's now battle modes both against computers and you could do battle mode online. Uh, and there's some classic courses in there too. Mm. Uh, so that, that was pretty cool. It's not separate though. I was expecting it to be a separate mode. It's just in the tours. Uh, one of the races could be a battle mode race. Oh. Um, and they extended that to 15 tours. So like, oh, they probably added like three tours worth of battle modes in there. Uh, so you but, say battle mo- mode race. So like the bad ones from the first Mario Kart 8? No, 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 no. Battle mode. Like like what I mean is like each tour in Mario Kart Tour has three races and then like a bonus challenge, like a glider challenge or okay. crush the dry bones. But one of those three races instead is replaced with a battle mode. And it is a, a square or circular arena oh, okay. taken from previous games where you've got items and you, you know, just saying to try to kill them all as eight people. And, mm-hmm. and there's even a classic item that returned that's only in battle mode. The feather from Super Mario Kart is wow. there. Like, like, wow, they brought the feather back. <laughs> so you could jump cool. over obstacles. But yeah, so they, they really seems like they're listening to people. And they're maybe maybe I'll actually try it again for the first time in like <laughs> a year. Yeah, I was, I was uh, happy to see battle mode. And again, there's online battle mode, which you could do or, you know, just against the computer bots. Nice. nice. Yeah, actually, the feathers, but in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So it's... Well, I mean, in uh, in Mario Kart Tour, didn't have the feather before, and so they brought it back. Is what I mean, like oh, the okay. new one. Added in. Yeah, like, they, 
Uh, let's go to the chat, and it looks like uh, Jakester has finished Earthbound. Uh, great game, and started Mother 3, um, but don't tell Nintendo. Uh, grinded Pokemon Mystery Dungeon and made an attempt last night to try Mario Party, but the internet said, no, you can't, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, and also, uh, a very uh, apt uh, comment from Jokester says, uh, level f- 40 unlocked HP number uh, plus five, back pain plus 10. That's for Barry. New reward, battle cane earned, get off my lawn emote unlocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Believe me, I've actually done the get off my lawn thing because we're right next to a school and the kids will wait to be picked up and they will not appreciate or care about your lawn. <laughs> they will throw garbage. They will sit on the back of your car and I'm just like, like I'll hit the panic button to spook them. Parents will park behind my driveway and like blocking me in to pick up. I'm like, get, what? get out of it. So, yeah, I've already become that with some nice. cases. It's <laughs> great. He just needs the rocking chair to sit on the porch. Oh, yeah, I'm too lazy. Just discourage it from. <laughs> that that involves me going away from video games. So no. <laughs> just bring your Switch, switch out there. Switch is a handheld. I want to play docked, damn it. <laughs> Roll your TV out. The, no. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, what have you been up to over the last couple of weeks? Um, not tons of gaming stuff, surprisingly. So I had a lot of personal drama stuff going on. Um, but I did have a little bit more time with Xenoblade 3, only another hour or two. And then it actually sadly had to go back like a weekend after I had put a little bit more time in. So, um, But Barry would be happy to know that I was trying to loca- locate a used copy of the game like over the last few days just to see if I could get some more time with it. I just didn't wasn't quite sure if I would want to own it full time. So I wanted to make sure to get like a physical copy and also a discounted physical copy. So um been looking for that for the time being. And then how far did you get? Uh, it's pretty much still in the main area. Like I was starting to leave like that area dine or whatever it was. And then I was doing oh. some of the quests from some of the um, soldiers that were also in the field. And then I was going further down to, the next point and then at some point around there is where i had to stop like i made like a big like you around this canyon yep. thing that because there was like a someone else like another brigade that i had to help and like they were being attacked or whatever and somebody was looking for their partner and so i helped them out you were like right before the big big like opening climax like really like the big oh, really? like, you were so <laughs> damn close um but are you enjoying it like are you, are you having fun it, with it like it's mainly the combat system that I don't really care a lot for, but like the story seems kind of intriguing and engaging. I just was hoping like the combat like, gets better, but it, I oh, it, does. it does because the, the combat actually has a whole job system like Final Fantasy V. So you can master jobs and you could pull abilities from other jobs and switch them around. So there's a bunch of different attackers, tanks, and healers. You just start off with your your main characters are stuck on their job currently but you do absolutely uh in chapter two you get job changes and by chapter three you're collecting jobs like crazy yeah so i mean i still think i need more time with it but in terms of getting that time i pretty much need to get my own copy of the game at least uh, that's why i was looking for a used copy just because i have some credit at one of the local game stores here to apply that yeah. towards and just looking for when they get a copy of it to have for sale. And then in terms of that, I was pretty much just playing Fire Emblem Heroes on 
mobile still going strong there. There's like the Halloween update going on with some new characters to summon, but I'm keeping my orbs for um, later on when some of the characters return, like in the next few months. Um, and then pretty much then I was just playing some Roblox with my daughter. She's really into a, one of the games called Adopt Me, and it's just like a very super light RPG style game where it's just kind of endless, and you just adopt pets and can trade pets with for other players, and it's kind of like a Pokemon, like a very light version of Pokemon. Hmm. Nice. You're not really doing any battling; you're just kind of just leveling them up and trading. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, looks like Jokester says last thing played was Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Valkyria, come on, jokester, pick something I can pronounce. Elysium, the Elysium. demo a few weeks ago. <laughs> I got that word. <laughs> it's the Valkyria. other Valkyria. Valkyria, is that what it is? Anyway. It's part of the Valkyrie profile series. Well, I wanted to call it Valkyrie, but that's not what I was reading. So it's not I how it's spelled. It... <laughs> <laughs> it's Valkyria. <laughs> Elysium. But anyway, um, but... Jokester gets more games in there. Uh, this is me talking who weirdly <laughs> enough, this mark this date down. Not only is this Barry's birthday episode, but this is probably the only but, time this has ever happened. And probably the only time it will ever happen that I have the longest list of games yeah. on of the three of us. <laughs> By the way, Steve, I'm holding up to the camera now. Let's see if it, it comes in. But it is Valkyrie Elysium. Oh, okay. So it's a typo. So, so I was yeah, I was actually pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> it just yeah, yeah. threw me off. All right. Good. Good to know. Um, yeah. So I've been playing Rocket League and uh, Clash Royale. Like I pretty much do like every day. Um, and uh, also got a game called Archvale. And yeah. I, <laughs> Jakester's like, <laughs> yes, I know. Japanese words like, just don't work with me. Although that's not a Japanese word. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, I got uh, I got Archvale. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, Humble Games sent me the code, I think, for it. I think is how I got it. Uh, but uh, I hadn't, I, I think I had heard of the game, but I couldn't remember. remember. Um, and I just booted it up and immediately I was like, wow, this is, this is really fun. Uh, so it's, if you're unfamiliar, it's, it's like the top down twin stick action dungeon crawler kind of game, uh, very reminiscent to, I'd say the top down kind of Zelda games, but it's got its own flair on it as well. And, uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, I, I went from, you know, not even really knowing this game existed much to all of a sudden playing it for like several hours one day. So, uh, yeah, I played Archvale and then played some Haiku the Robot, which we're going to be talking about in just a little bit. And then uh, I may or may not have played a game called Lego Brick Tales that I may or may not be able to reveal uh, what I think about the No, I know I can't reveal uh, what I think about the game until the embargo lifts tomorrow. Um, but uh I played it. That's all I'm legally allowed to tell you. And uh, I may or may not have uh, another game called Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope um, as well. I'm legally not allowed to say that either. Um, but uh, yeah. You lucky bastard. <laughs> so uh, yeah, 
wait on embargoes for more details on those games. Um, it's uh, so I have the longest list, but the least amount to talk about because um, of embargoes. So yay, embargoes! Uh, I did pick up a new game to play this for the before the next podcast right here. So ah, mm-hmm. nice, nice. Well, let's jump into Haiku the Robot and uh, tell you a little more about that. And uh, Barry, would you like to tell us all about what this game is about? Sure. So Haiku the Robot is a game that came out September 9th of this year, 2022, uh, developed and published by Mr. Morris Games. And we were graciously uh, provided codes for us to play. So thank you for those. This is a Metroidvania style uh, game where you play Haiku the Robot kind of waking up in this almost like this dystopian future like you know robots control everything and there's like different different creatures that are attacking and you kind of have to try and restore power to different parts and figure things out and you're collecting all these bolts to to pretty much upgrade yourself but it also has one of those systems where if you die you you do lose some some of those bolts so you have to like it's just a really interesting world to explore tons of different bosses and different enemies to encounter. And some of these bosses are, are, are pretty tough. So you really need pattern recognition, like, like standard um, Metroidvanias. There are power-ups to get and, and new abilities to obtain. Uh, but Steve, what's your experience like with this game? What did you think? Yeah. Um, I have an interesting experience with this game. So, in the beginning, I'll just say I had fun with the game. Um, I was planning to play for just like a couple minutes. And the next thing I know, hours have gone by. Um, so it definitely pulled me in. Um, but then I got stuck. And after traveling around and backtracking, I feel like across the entire known area that I had <laughs> unlocked at that point, um, I decided to stop because I was like, I can't figure out where I'm supposed to go next. And I haven't gone back to it since. Oh, because no. I don't think there's anything to draw me back in. And that's 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 kind of like so while I was playing, I had a lot of fun. I did have some some beefs about it. We'll I'll get into those a little bit later. But overall, like I had a lot of fun, but there wasn't there wasn't anything to like instantly draw me back into the game. I I think possibly because it was I wasn't I wasn't invested in the story, I think. The gameplay is fun. But the story was like, I don't really, I mean, sure, this is like dystopian universe with this robot that I don't really know much about. And I keep meeting these other characters that kind of keep tell, like making fun of him and like, I can't believe you're still alive um, and that sort of thing. And like, I don't know, there wasn't much to like pull me in um, to keep playing after I got stuck. You know, that's honestly not just you. I, I felt the same way. I played a lot of Metroidvanias. It's one of my favorite genres out there. Um, and thinking about that, there are other Metroidvanias that had that slow burn at the start, where it was like not totally invested, and then it gets to that hook point, right? All games have that hook point, where it's like, oh, now it's real. Now, now we're going. We're you know we're going to finish. And, uh, you know, I, I have played plenty that I never either got to that hook point, or even after the hook point didn't grab me. Uh, this was the same. Uh, I don't know if I just didn't get to the hook point mm. or it just didn't pull me in enough. And 
And it, it wasn't that the game was bad because the game was is fun mm-hmm. and very well crafted. Uh, it, you know, I got to the first boss. That was the first time I died was the first boss. Mm-hmm. And then I had, a, I had to learn the pattern. It took me a few tries to beat the first boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wish there was like some kind of HP bar. I didn't expect it to switch patterns either. I was like, oh, I got this. I figured this. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. No, it, it switched patterns on me. But then finishing it, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to a new area. Uh, and I think it was also one of those points where you have like the, the save points. Mm. And, I, you know, in certain parts, just like Metroid, but I think I, got, I was like a far way I went without a save point with yep. so little health. And then I died and it was like, I just lost like the last 30 minutes of progress. And I was just like, that hook didn't get me. Yep. That hook did not get me enough for me to want me to just say, let me redo that 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a shame. And I'm sure if I just said, let me, let me, let me swallow my pride and just do those extra 30 minutes, I might've gotten to the hook. Um, but it just something about it just did not pull me in, and I feel I might be in the minority there, or maybe we are in the minority there, because I've seen a lot of people that absolutely love this game, and, and mm-hmm. I understand why. I think the game is fantastic and beautifully crafted and beautifully created. It just didn't hook me. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, I I remember seeing a, a health bar on the enemy, so. I'm not sure if if I'm imagining it or if you didn't see it. Um, But I do remember seeing it there. Um, Maybe I'm wrong. I was just imagining it. Um, But but yeah, the first boss, it took me it took me twice to to get him. But the second boss, at least the second one that I encountered, I don't know. I don't know if there's a linear path enough. I haven't. I feel like I played a lot of the game, but I don't know enough if like I have to encounter that next boss next or if I just happened to encounter him next, whatever the case was, the the difficulty ramped up from like three to nine on that from the first boss, to the second boss. It took me about oh, wow. 20 times to beat the second boss. Um, and uh, and I think part part of that was that there have been many times where I feel like something about the my hitbox was off, like I was getting hit and injured when I was like, there's no way I got hit. And apparently I did. And that's why I ended up losing. And, and when you do, I do like the healing system where you like, uh, you gather these parts and everything, but you have to heal yourself, which is really nice. But in both of those boss battles, there was no time to heal yourself. You basically had to do it almost like a flawless victory, uh, throughout the whole thing. And so that was kind of annoying because I was like, man, if I just got it, just two more seconds to be able to heal myself, I would have been able to actually beat him. Um, so yeah, the hit, the hitting and everything was weird. And I also wish there was more weapons uh, or weapon options. I feel like in other Metroidvania games I played, um, especially like Metroid, like I would have had three or four weapons or at least several upgrades at that point, um, several hours into the game. And I still only had that one. And then I had upgrades, the whole chip system, but that was confusing. If you go into the the menu, you don't realize how to add the chips until you click on a, a blank one. And then all of a sudden another menu pops up and you're like, oh, I can add those things. I didn't realize uh, what that's what that was. So I had to like, there's a little bit of trial and error within how to play the game, which I guess is a little bit old school. But at the same time, and like we had a menu or we had a, you know, a. A, a book, a manual, you know, back in the day that we could actually read and like learn more about the game. So, so yeah, I think that was, that's, it's a little confusing. Um, but overall it was still, it's still a lot of fun. Like I had a, I had a blast playing it, but like you said, that, that hook is just, just wasn't there to, to pull me back in after I got stuck. 
Yeah, and I think I think that's the real shame because there's a lot to love about this game. There's a lot of charm in this game. And and again, like from everything I've seen, I fe- I've always felt like maybe I missed something because I've seen so many people that just like, oh, I fell in love. And I'm like, oh, wow, you know, like that's great. Like, uh, you know, and I, I, I wish I was in that camp. And, you know, maybe if I wasn't as busy and I was able to sit down and say, I have nothing else I want to play. Let me devote some time. And maybe I'll do it, you know, sometime later and be like, oh, my God, let me tell you, I've been playing Haiku the Robot and I can't, fin- can't wait to finish it because I'm hooked. Uh, and that very well could be the case. Uh, so that could just be a, a distraction thing. It just could be too many things on the mind and and not not able to just relax and enjoy to the level that I want to. Um, because I don't feel this is a bad game at all. In fact, I feel it's a great game, and I just feel like maybe I missed something. Yeah. Or any, but the hitbox thing, like the first bosses, it was it like goes back and forth to the sides. Like I would jump through it and actually able to attack it, and like. It was working. I was like, this is great. And then suddenly it, I would get hit. Yeah. I'm like, but I didn't get hit on the other four, four or five times. Mm-hmm. And then I would do it again. I would get hit. And then he would do one more thing and I would get yeah. hit again. I'm like, wait a minute. Now I'm down to one health and I was just doing everything perfectly. Like I should be at three healths instead of one. Yeah. Because like what? what? And then that, then that distracts me and it frustrates me. And then I mess up again and die. And then I, when I die, I'm like, well, I shouldn't have died. I should still have those two health left. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like that. So I think, there, you're, I think you're right. There might be something with the hitbox, at least with certain bosses. Um, but again, those are, those are small little middle nitpicks really i mean yeah uh so so let's just get down to it steve the game right now uh is, it's normally 19.99 it's on sale 20 percent right now at the time of this recording for 15.99 would you say or recommend this game at 15.99 19.99 or a lower price i think what's it on sale right now 15.99 go for it if you're a fan of that kind of style of a game go for it at 15.99 it's full price I don't know, like you got to be really like a, a big fan of Metroidvania. And uh, and if you are, then sure, it's it's worth the full price. But if you're kind of on the fence, uh, like 16 bucks is, is not bad. And and from what I can tell, I like I told you, I got stop, I got uh, stuck and I have stopped playing. Um, but I played several hours and I think I'm probably maybe only 20 percent of the way through the game. So I think there's a ton of game there to play um, and 16 to 20 bucks is is a great deal for that much game. Um, so I'd say, yeah, if you're a big fan of, of Metroidvania, go for it. F- pay the whole full price. Um, if you're kind of on the fence right now is a great time to get it on sale for 20 percent off. I'm going to agree with you, uh, even though it didn't hook either of us. Uh, that doesn't mean it's a bad game. And mm-hmm. I do think if you like Metroidvanias and, and you're looking at the trailer and just hearing our experience, like, you know, that still sounds like something you want to tackle. Uh, the 20 hours I think is fine. Uh, it's definitely on sale at 16. Uh, I think, think there's definitely enough game there to warrant it. I know he's talking about doing a sequel and mm-hmm. people are asking for a sequel already. So, you know, there's definitely something there. And it's one, it's, it's one that I plan to eventually go back to when I have a lull and I can give it some attention and I'll probably fall in love with it. And mm-hmm. I'll probably look back at this and go, no dummy. Oh my God. Like, you know, just try it again. If you only went up instead of down or whatever. <laughs> um, but truthfully, I, I do recommend it. Even though I didn't get hooked, I still recommend it because I think there's a lot of really good game there. Absolutely. And thank you again for, uh, you know, providing codes. Uh, you know, for the game. Yep. Yep. 
So, Greg, what do you think about Haiku? You gonna be playing it, it right away? Sound pretty, it does sound pretty interesting, I, but I am kind of concerned about like the hooking aspect of it. But um, I don't. I know like some of these games really try to go for those like higher like retro feel where there's like minimal save points, and I think like at least in a Metroidvania game, you don't want to do like tons of replaying the same sections over and over again. So I think like additional save points sounds like it would be warranted. And I think that was like one of my main problems with a robot named fight was just like the ability of lack of saves. And so like, mm. I don't know, I know robot named fight is more roguelike, but I still appreciate being able to save progress and not feel like I have to redo the same things that I've already done. Yeah. I'm not sure. I felt like I I did feel like that what Barry said in the beginning, but I think as I played more, I found more uh, places that you can save. Um, but it was also weird. Like you can only do those, that ship upgrade thing when you're at a place where, uh, you could save as well. Like you can't do that just anywhere. And so that was, that's kind of annoying. And, and it's not clear what those things are in the beginning either. <laughs> so I avoided it in the beginning. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't want to get attacked by that thing. I'd come to find out that's where I get my, my life back and, and it saves it. I was like, oh, never mind. I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there, there's a lot of confusing things when you first start playing because it's not like a Metroid where you're like, I know basically what's going to happen in this. I know essentially the the weapon upgrades that I'm going to get along the way. I know what the save points look like. I know what that sort of thing. Um, this is a brand new world, brand new everything. And so it's a little confusing, but but I guess rightly so, because that's just what, that's what happens with a brand new game, with a new franchise, new IP. You don't know, and you'll learn along the way. So sometimes that's really exciting for people because it's like, yeah. Hey, I played a lot of Metroid. I know what's to expect. I don't know what to expect with haiku. That could be really exciting for people. I agree True. with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I am excited to check it out. I have it downloading now, so I'll probably have it put some time in before the next podcast. Cool. Cool. Well, let's, uh, let's jump into our main event other than, Barry's birthday, of course. Uh, we have uh, we got a little uh, Nintendo Direct. I'm surprised they didn't call it a mini because this is one of the shortest directs they've ever yeah, had. It should have been mini. It should have been mini. But uh, yeah, on October 6th, we we got a little Nintendo Direct showing off the Super Mario Brothers movie trailer, the very first one that has ever been shown. And we got to see it. And so we also got to, to hear from Chris Pratt, who's the voice of Mario. We got to hear from Jack Black, the voice of Bowser. We got to see the trailer. Miyamoto was uh, introducing it. Uh, one of the guys from from Illumination talked a little bit as well. And we heard a little more about the the movie and, and all that stuff. And then they showed off the trailer. And uh, I'm interested to see what you guys uh, say first. I'll, I'll throw my comments in, in a bit. But uh, Barry, what did you what did you think about the trailer itself? I loved it. I loved it. I think I think I've heard a lot of people go like, "Oh, they went with Illumination. They're not Pixar. It's going to be cheap. It's going to feel terrible." I've never had a problem with Illumination pictures, but I don't know. I haven't seen anybody that's watched this trailer that hasn't said it looks gorgeous. Like it all looks gorgeous. And I don't see anyone says like, "Oh, it looks cheap." Like you could tell Nintendo. Was the head of standards like no like you have to make sure this looks good. Bowser looks more intimidating than ever before. I felt the comedy was on point. 
uh, you know, one of the Koopas scared of Bowser and the whole, you know, do you yield and all the snowballs just hitting. And, you know, it, it was, that was, that was well done. That just showed, mm-hmm. it almost feels like this is like the origin and like this, maybe this is Bowser entering the Mushroom Kingdom. Maybe Bowser isn't a native to the Mushroom Kingdom and he just arrives in, in his big ship and, you know, like he just starts conquering. We don't, we don't know. We, when we arrive with Super Mario Brothers, Bowser is already there. So mm-hmm. we don't know if he originated from there or not. That's never established. Uh, but yeah, and, and of course, it's too early for me to make a judgment about the voices. Of course, I was listening for him. I listened to him multiple times, but it's still too, like, it's too few lines. And it's too few, like the context isn't, like there's not enough context. I want to yeah. see more. I want to hear more. But as of now, I'm excited. I showed my wife. She's like, I'm so excited and we can't wait for, for April. Mm, nice. Nice. Greg, what'd you think? Overall, I was very much impressed like with everything. Like I really liked the visual style of like everything that was shown. And it was really cool to see Bowser's like ship, like, wasn't even a traditional airship. It looked like just like a like a like his world map just was kind of flying right. and just kind of like landed. <laughs> it's, it's world so, eight just flying around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was it wasn't like the traditional airship that you see in like the new Super Mario Brothers games or even like Mario three or whatever. Um, nothing wrong with that. It just that's the artistic direction they went through with this um, place. I even just from the very few lines, I was very impressed with Jack Black's uh, Bowser. Like I thought that really fit very perfectly in his feel and everything along with it. So I am definitely looking forward to seeing how they show like Bowser's dynamic further. I was just seeing today that I think it sounds like uh, after the Comic-Con or during like one of the panels, like Bowser or Jack Black was saying it's going to be part musical and Bowser might even have like a song or something in (laughs) the movie. And that sounded pretty incredible there too, seeing how it was, Jack Black had nailed all of it, like just the lines of dialogue they show in the trailer. So that was really cool to see there. Um, I do kind of share the majority opinion that Mario didn't really look quite right. Like it kind of looks like it's from like Fix It Felix from Wreck-It Ralph kind of thing. It was not quite the same look that he has in the games, but I'm sure that's just an adjustment and I'll easily adapt over to it. Um, but I am do share the concern of like Mario's voice because I'm always used to the wahoo and the usual full of energy kind of dialogue. But um, as Barry said, we did hear very little of it. So it's kind of hard without context and without extended dialogue. So, I mean, I was nothing really against Chris, Chris Pratt himself. It just didn't really seem like the he had like the Mario's normal energy levels that he has in the games. Like, like let's go and all his very um, upbeat and very uh, pronounced like Italian accent, but right. I don't know. Yeah. It's still kind of hard to tell and a lot can still change and all that stuff too. So, yeah, I I'm right with you guys. I think the, the animation was fantastic. Like it was, it was great to see. And I, we talked about this in the, the discord as well. It's like, I, I want to see a, a Mario game in 4K now. I want to see him 4K 60 frames per second or, or faster. I, I want to see that in a game now. So they've they've kind of ramped it up. Now we now I want to see it in, in gameplay. Uh, so that's that's really cool. And I think uh, it definitely does seem like an origin story. And, and it totally makes sense 
to go there. And, and I think as far as the animation, uh, initially I was, I was kind of a little bit turned off somewhat. I, I was like, there's something different about Mario's face that I'm like, I don't know how I feel about it. And the more I thought about it and, and Barry and I were talking to you was like, I think it, I think he's meant to look younger and because it is an origin story. And all of a sudden I was like, Oh, if he's looking younger, that's what's off about him. Cause I'm used to seeing him as like, you know, more like middle-aged man <laughs> sort of Mario, but this is like, this is a little bit younger of a version. And I think it works. Um, if that's the case, then I, we would possibly see him progressively get older, uh, as, as possible movies, you know, come in the future. Um, as far as the voices, uh, I think Jack like nailed it. Um, I think there, there's, a lot of people are saying that he's going to be the one that that carries the movie, um, which wouldn't really surprise me at all um, because he he's spot on with that. I think uh, Kamek sounded great. I think Toad sounded pretty good. I think some people were kind of saying different things about Toad. And I was like, I think it sounds great. Um, it's just, it's still that that high pitched annoying, but not over the top where I'm not going to be like annoyed by this movie 10 minutes into it. And I think that's that's what they also tried to do was stay away from that kind of a voice for Mario so that you're not annoyed by Mario's voice 10 minutes into the movie. But but at the same time, like, I don't know, like it sounds like Chris Pratt. Like, with a with a slight Brooklyn accent, like barely there. And I, I I just think it's funny because they said they worked on that accent for so long. And I'm like, really? You basically just had Chris Pratt talking to a microphone and say, hey, give us a bad Brooklyn accent. And like, OK, here you go. Here's Mario's voice. Um, so I, I don't know. I think to me, I wonder, like other people have said this too, I wonder if it is their way of testing the waters just a little bit. Could they go back and do some more re-recording if it gets a horrible, horrible reaction similar to the Sonic movie? Like, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Sega uh, pictures and everything intended uh, for it to get that bad of reaction uh, when they, they showed off the first Sonic trailer, but the react, they paid attention to the reaction and they went back and they completely redid the animation, which cost them tons and tons of money but it was for the good because the movie ended up being really good and the animation was great. So could, could they possibly have only given us a little bit of the voices just to test the waters a little bit and see what we think. And maybe they'll go back and re-record if it's, if, if it's a really, really bad reaction. I, I don't know, but Barry, what, what do you think? Like, it, am I, am I far off on that or, or could that be, could that be the possibility? I mean, it could be, I, 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 from what I've noticed with the voice, I feel like the the majority of people that are having this weird problem with it are people who grew up where Mario 64 or later were their first games and only exposure to Mario. I feel like for those of us that grew up in the 80s, we grew up with Mario speaking in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, Super Mario 3 and Super Mario World cartoon, you know, Captain N, obviously the live action with Captain Lou Abano, and of course the Bob Hoskins movie. So we heard Mario speak more with the New York Brooklyn accents in long sentences for all that time before the ever, it's a me, ever graced our ears. So... I look at it as this is almost a return to form. 
and and I had zero issue with it because it was like that's my childhood. And then if it's a if it's a, an origin story, that makes even more sense because the cartoon and the movie and the live action with Luabano all focused on them being in Brooklyn and them you know cleaning the drain and going down the pipe and landing in the Mushroom Kingdom. Or, or in the Mario movie case, going through some weird <laughs> asteroid crater. Um, either way, they started off in New York, and then they wound up there. And that seems to be what this is. Like when Mario appears in the trailer, he's like falling through a pipe. And I immediately got the cartoon opening where you see him like in the plunger, and then he gets sucked in, and he grabs yes. Luigi, and they all go down. Like that's what I got. So I have zero problem with the voice at all. And I think that's the divide. I think the people that only knew Mario in the games, and this is Nintendo's fault, that's what they're used to, so this sounds completely foreign. And those mm -hmm. that grew up with the cartoon and the movies and all that stuff, it's like th this is what we've, we've always known, uh, you know, at least in long bursts. Uh, you know, the, the short burst Charles Martinet is fine, no problem with it, but it almost feels like two different Mario. Hmm. It feels like the origin of Mario in the eighties and the early nineties and the more modern Mario starting with 96 onwards. So that could be where they're going with it. Could be, could be Greg. What do you think? I mean, I did grow up with like the cartoons and everything too, but I just came to more feel that Charles did like the perfect Mario voice. I mean, just his lines in 64 and sunshine and galaxy. It's like all, excellent and i know i'm definitely in the minority where i probably could easily listen to a whole movie where he voices mario um i was at that e3 with steve and i just heard him reciting lines as in mario's voice without a problem that's not wasn't from any games and i i don't know that to me that just kind of strongly resides with me as like actual voice of mario and what mario ideally would sound like if mm -hmm. he if he actually had more legitimate voice lines, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know if it's just because I'm a huge like Charles Martinet fan and really feel like his voice is solid, but I feel like I could watch a full length movie of him <laughs> using his voice as Mario, but I don't think I would grow tired of it or find it irritating or repetitive or anything. I just, to me, that just sounds to me like Mario. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, there's, there's a way for for them to be able to say hey hey charles like you're a gifted very gifted voice actor just tone it down just a little bit so for the for the movie like you can be excited and all that stuff and you need to be when you're doing the woohoos and and all that stuff but like in normal dialogue just tone it down and i guarantee he could have done it and it would have been okay to listen to the entire movie i think the the biggest thing for me is like if if they only did this to attach a known name to it, I'm annoyed by it because Charles Martinet is a fantastic voice actor and he needs to get like, if, if they put Chris Pratt instead of him, like really like let Martinet do it. But if there's a reason behind it, like what you're saying, Barry, if it's because it's an origin story and they're wanting to tell this slightly different story or whatever, if there's a reason there, I, I, I can get behind that and they better prove that to me in the movie. Um, but if it was just to put a big name behind it instead, that's annoying. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of changes that they're going to have to do. For example, I know people are talking about how like, Oh, Mario's butt is shrunk. And that's like a big deal. Um, one of the things that we 
we we don't know how they're going to deal with the super mushroom. The super mushroom is Mario's most basic power up ever. Um, but if you play the games, he's small and then he gets big. Well, he's not a midget. So how right. are they going to handle that in this? Like in the, in the trailer, he's a normal sized man. Uh, Luigi's going to be taller than him, which is fine. But how are they going to handle the super mushroom? Is he going to actually get bigger? Mm. Maybe that's when he's going to get a little, you know, more pumped up, and maybe his and ass grows starts, out, and he gets and a he little starts belly. sounding like Charles Martinet. Maybe you start, you know, we don't know how. There's, there's so many information. <laughs> what power ups are going to be there? I mean, yeah. we don't know. Yep, that's true. Uh, let's go to the chat real quick. Uh, looks like Jakester is really excited for the movie. Just thinks Jack Black is going to carry it. Uh, and then honestly, if it was me, I'd like to see blue sky studios, the makers of ice age and Rio make the movie instead of illumination. Uh, jokes Disney own those, uh, they do now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's now a Disney property. So they're competing, uh, industry or, uh, whatever you call it. I, actually blue there. sky. I didn't get shut down. Didn't Disney like, we don't need another animation studio. I think it was it even shut down. Me. Yeah, I just know I'm seeing like Ice Age on Disney Plus now. Yeah. Um, Jokester says, watch the movie uh, Mario merch roll on everyone and want to have their games look like this from now on. I'm already there, Jokester. <laughs> like, <laughs> make the next Mario game look like this is what I, I'm totally on that for sure. Um, and uh, looks like Jakester is okay with Toad. Um, wants to hear more of Luigi. Yeah, we didn't really hear much, but it sounded like scared Luigi, which you know, sounds spot on, uh, as well. I, I'm really interested to hear. I, I'm, I don't care about peach. Peach is going to be fine. I'm interested to see, uh, to hear donkey Kong. For oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like that's going to be like, interesting. Like if we see donkey Kong the first time and he's smoking a banana, like, like <laughs> Seth Rogen, I'd be like, all right, we're doing this. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if he's going to, he's going to have the Seth Rogen laugh for sure. Oh yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah, it looks like, um, yeah, maybe this is jokester saying, maybe this is how the real Mario sounds in real life, but in the games, he's just going to sound <laughs> different, like Buzz Lightyear. Maybe, maybe that's the thing. Like, I think that's, we don't know enough. I just think a lot of people are just unfortunately just not happy with, with Chris Pratt. It's unfortunately, I, I think it's possibly because he didn't put a whole lot into it. I think if he sounded different, like Jack Black clearly put a voice on like it's Jack Black, but it's Jack Black rough. It's Jack Black, like trying to sound like what he thinks Bowser would sound like. This is this is basically just Chris Pratt with a slightly bad Brooklyn accent, <laughs> like like put something yep. into it like and even like he changed it like when he's you know going off at the end instead of uh instead of you know a, here we go like off to the, the peach's castle it's like here we come it's like are you even excited mario like like i i want an excited mario that's excited about this adventure like that's the mario i i know and love from the games that's excited about this venture not reluctantly like i guess i'm gonna go try to see what's going on over there. <laughs> like that's, that's the impression I got. Yeah. I completely share that. And I think that's why I was slightly disappointed in like the voice work that Chris Pratt was doing. I mean, I had no issue with him being selected as the voice, but I was also under the impression that it would actually kind of more sound closer to the Mario that we know and 
love. But I mean, it's still kind of early to wait to be seen. And that was a very minimal amount of lines that we've heard him speak. So mm-hmm. hopefully that's only for that one clip. And maybe it it's, goes expanded further on in other scenes. I have no idea. Yeah. I, I still think it's, it's weird that they didn't have him retake his opening, like intro thing. Like he couldn't remember the word Koopa and they didn't have him re-record it at all. Like they just kept it in and that like he's getting made fun of like all over the internet by, by gamers. I'm like, man, like just, just re-record it. It's in your home. Like, it's fine. Like, it's yeah. not just like a, you know, like a podcast like us that like, you know, no one's going to watch. Uh, this is, this is like, like the Mario movie trailer, like have him re-record it. Um, but they didn't. And he's like, stopping. Koopas, <laughs> like yeah, okay. <laughs> I did agree with uh, Matt Pat who said like you could almost see like the buffering like thing <laughs> over his head, like when he, like he was going over that, and I fully yeah. agree. Like I felt like, what were you gonna say? And then he said Koopas, and then if you've actually like listened to like what he was saying, he was talking about the arcade machine, and you actually don't stomp on them because you would actually die. You have to hit them from below, so it's like even not correct either. So. Oh, unless he's talking about the Super paused. Mario Brothers arcade. Super Mario yeah. Brothers was in the arcades as well. Yeah, but he was saying he was playing the arcade because he was at the laundromat or whatever playing the arcade yeah. machine. So Yeah, but you Super Mario Brothers don't... had an arcade. You can still stomp on them. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that you actually stomp on them. You hit the POW block or whatever, hit them below. That's Mario uh, Brothers. Two different games. Yep. Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers are two different games. Both were in the arcades. Okay, I only had, yeah. I thought there was only one arcade Mario Brothers, but no, the no. original Super Mario Brothers was in the arcades as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've played it it's, a bunch of times in the arcades. So. It's better. It's a better home experience for sure. Um, yeah, but and then there was 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 it also versus Super Mario Brothers was in the arcade, but I think mm-hmm. the original was also in the arcades too. Yeah. I think they both were. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, it's a and and that's the thing. Like when he originally posted i think even on his instagram like that was so much better recording just reuse what he posted there he remembered all the words he was supposed to he called them goombas and koopas and and all the stuff appropriately like um but it was it was just weird like you know what i think people are just too hard on others i think everyone is so judgmental and yes i do think they should have taken another take but i think it's a vocal minority that wants to nitpick every Mm -hmm. little thing whenever anybody does anything wrong or messes up, they harp on them as if they live absolute pristine, (laughs) perfect lives and have never made a mistake or messed up anything ever because they're just perfect human beings or gods among men that they have to harp on people. And it's so silly. There's a human being. He, he had to take a second to think, you know, Oh God, who what, who cares? Yeah. Like, I don't think that if that's a hill you're going to die on, then mm-hmm. man, you might need to rethink your life. I'm sorry, yeah. because that's not a pressing issue. No. Uh, and I do think the people who have problems with the, the, the voice are a vocal minority. I think the majority of people honestly don't care. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think it's, it's fine. I think my, my, more of an issue that I had with that thing has nothing to do with Chris Pratt. I I understand (laughs) by all means, I have messed up my words many times in this podcast before. Actually it has to do with Nintendo. Like I was just surprised they didn't have him re-record it. Like, Hey, like we need you to do this another time because they're, 
their quality, their standard quality is so high that I was, I was just surprised that they, they didn't have him redo it. The fact, like if it was live or whatever, and he stumbled over his words, that's totally fine. People are human for sure. Um, I was just surprised Nintendo let it slide. Maybe they didn't hear it. Maybe the person in charge just didn't hear, or Chris said, I only have time for one take, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, like doing directs my myself and like, first off, you have to to get people to get the recording to you sometimes is like pulling teeth <laughs> and just like, you're all do it, get it for you tomorrow. And a week goes by, Hey, you know, oh, I forgot busy. I'll get it. And then, you know, a lot of times you get one take and it's like, that's all they have time for. And you have no choice, but to either edit it somehow or just roll with it or not mm-hmm. use it at all. So again, we don't know the situation. If he said, oh, I had a whole day to record it and I could have recorded it, but I was lazy. You know what? Then shame on you. But if he was like doing it before he had to get into a taxi and, you know, fly off to another set, maybe, you know, something for Guardians 3, maybe reshoots or maybe something for event. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe something else completely unannounced. We don't know. We don't know what, what his life is like. So I don't think it's fair to just judgment of that. And and there there there's always two sides to every coin. There's always you know two sides to every story. So I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Sure. And be understanding. Well, speaking of some voiceovers, Premium had had a recent uh, announcement with their fall direct. Barry, yes. tell us all about <clears throat> what the Premium uh, Edition games announced. This speaking of stumbling over words, here I go. There you uh, go. <laughs> Premium Edition Games announced their fall direct. Uh, yeah, so this was what I was working on for the past two two months. Uh, and, and even this, you know, this is why I've said, like, I have experience. I know what it's like. Uh, and we're by far non-professional in, in the same thing or the same grade. You know, we're all recording with different microphones. We're all recording different ways, different times. Uh separately you know so it's it's definitely a different ball game but we wanted to come out we wanted to uh let people know some big games and the, the biggest ones of course were uh for series five uh, people have been asking for the next set uh the number one game people have been asking for is raji because we of course announced that uh raji an ancient epic uh the enhanced edition is absolutely coming soon and uh this this game not only is a, a masterpiece but has gone through more changes in the physical than any other game I think we put out because the original artwork contained, and I'm actually looking at that. That's actually the original artwork used on the Nintendo View set. That shows the art. Oh, no, it's a manual. Never mind. Um, the, it originally had an art book that was going to be part of the retro edition. Um, and then the developers were working on the art book for us. And they were working on the art book for us, and they sent us a message, and they said, "Hey, um, so it's 120 pages now, and we're like, there's no way we can put that in the box. That's be Super <laughs> Nintendo sized box. What are we gonna do? Oh my god!" Uh, and they wa- they were working on the shadow puppets to be like a separate little merchandise thing, and we had to swap it and put the shadow puppet uh, for Raji in there. Uh, but you know, this this is our, our easily our most anticipated title right now. Uh, so many, so many people are interested in this game and so many people have never heard of it, but all the art for this game is actually original art, um, that was done. Like, I think maybe, maybe two pieces was, was something that they actually presented everything else. They're like, Oh, we want to do more. They didn't want any other artists. It's all in house. 
They said, we want to have that capture that authentic feel. Um, so all the art is, is done by them. It's all original. It's all beautiful. And, uh, and we're working on uh, something special that we didn't announce because that art book was so big. We're, we're, we're <laughs> looking into doing a deluxe now for, for Raji that wouldn't contain that art book as well as more shadow puppets. And we're toying around with a different deluxe slip cover to put everything in. And I've that literally just this morning I woke up to some new art and for it. And I could just tell you, man, if you like the art direction of this game, you are going to be blown away. They are working nonstop on making this the best, best package it could possibly be. But if you've never heard of this game, this is like uh, an isometric God of War style action adventure with Indian mythology, uh, all Indian composers. So you get authentic, you know, Indian music. You get a bunch of different languages. This one's trans uh, translated into. You get, you know, enhanced gameplay, uh, enhanced enemy AI, improved graphics with the enhanced edition. Ah, this is just this is just absolutely a beauty. And uh, this is going up later in November. So it's going up next next month. Uh, we haven't announced the date yet, but that one's going to go up. The second game we announced that's going to go along with Raji is its pair is They Bleed Pixels. They Bleed Pixels is a precision platformer that, unlike, like, you know, if you ever played Super Meat Boy, you have the precision platforming, but this has combat involved and weaved into it. So there's enemies that you have to defeat. The, the combat system is a one-button combat system. So it's like Smash Brothers. You push the, the combat and you go up, down, left, right, you know, or just the button by itself uh, to do different combos. The more you do the combos, it fills up a meter. And when the meter is filled up, you can create a checkpoint anywhere you want. So if there's a tough area coming up and you see it, you're not sure how you're going to tackle it, create a checkpoint. And then if you die a million times, there's no penalty. You'll just go right back to that checkpoint. Uh, and then you can just keep fighting to build up to another checkpoint. Uh, it's got a really cool cinematic story, uh, wonderfully crafted levels, and uh, just this is this is one of those games that kind of went under the radar. Again, not a lot of people knew about it. Perfect for the Halloween season, uh, but it's all pixelated, so it's again pixelated blood, hence the they bleed pixels. Uh, so it's not like super super crazy gory uh, in, in like the oh my god this is bad for kids kind of deal. It's it's just fun. It's really classic arcade fun. Then uh, we announced, uh, in addition to a bunch of upgrades, uh, updates, we announced a partnership with Screenwave Media and their gaming division, Retroware. Uh, the first of those two games we announced was a game called Love 3. And what that is, is it's another precision platformer. And this is done by Fred Wood, who worked on games like Undertale and, and Deltarune. And this is simplistic graphics. It, it's definitely old school Atari, Commodore, Sega Master System style graphics, graphics I grew up with, um, but it's about the platforming. And if you like really good platforming, this has 25 brand new levels um, to test yourself on, plus over 40 levels from Love 1 and Love 2. It's all the levels of Love 1 and Love 2. So it's really like a trilogy all in one. Uh, this is available right now for pre-order, uh, just uh, both the standards and the retro. Uh, we, the retro, like, there's a lot of art inspiration. If you grew up in that era, the like the slipcover is the Sega Mark III, which was the uh, Master System in America, but that was the Mark III in Japan. The manual is from the Master System. The there's a History of Love book that's modeled after Atari 2600. Uh, we really just want to.
play up that nostalgia because that's the era this game looks like it's from, but it plays modern. So if you love platforming games, this is one you definitely do not want to miss. <clears throat> and the final game that we showed off, which is also part of the ScreenWave Media Partnership, is two games in one, Eagle Island and Eagle Island Twist, which are going to be complete on the same card. This is a 16-bit adventure. Eagle Island is like a Metroidvania. It's procedurally generated, so there's a bunch of different ways to play it, a bunch of different rooms, uh, beautiful, beautiful graphics, uh, wonderful story. But then they throw in the twist, which is a whole new game, and it's as like a Mario 3-style map. Each level is a different genre. There's a Smash Brothers level. There's a racing level. There's platforming levels. Uh, truly an epic adventure times two. Both games, again, are complete on cart. And this is available now, right now as we speak, to pre-order. Both of these are set to close uh, November 6th. So if these are interested, you know, if you're interested in these, I do recommend pre-ordering them. You do get a bonus dog tag for pre-ordering it. Uh, it's just our way of saying thank you. Um, we did announce a bunch of other things as well, updates on all the games that we've already previously announced uh, for production runs. We announced uh, there's a Kickstarter right now, Switch Collector Volume 2.2. That's available, you know, right now. And just go to go to the Kickstarter uh, to pick up that book and support it. Uh, it's it's already on stretch goals. It's already been made. You know, it's met its goal. We announced an album that uh, we're doing called the NPCs Auto Saving. That is coming out. The Gamers for Gamers Series 3 va uh, variants are coming this year. Um, they're already out. So some conventions, some people have already uh, had them, um, but you will have them on the site during the fall, during Series 5 individually. So look for those. Robot Name Fight came back. People have asked for it. And, uh, we, were, we were sold out completely. So we, we re-released it as a special 1000 print steelbook edition with a special O sleeve on the outside. Uh, those are available on the site now. There was only 600 put on the website. And the rest are for conventions and for held for damages. Uh, and they look awesome. We have selling them this weekend. They are awesome. And of course, uh, one of our big announcements and the most neutered part of the direct, because I had to cut out two to three pages of scripts, uh, was the fact that we were announced for PlayStation 4 and 5. We will be doing development in the original direct. I would have been able to talk about some of those games, but we decided to, it was enough already. We wanted to hold back that information. Uh, we will be reviewing that later on at the end of this year or very early next year, but look forward to that. Uh, there's been a lot of people that have wanted PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 uh, games. Uh, so we're going to do that, but we're going to put our own twist on it, our own style on it. It's not going to be standard, uh, and hopefully everyone really enjoys what we do. Cool. Cool. Well, Greg, I know you're a little more insider over over on your side, but uh, what what do you think about the games? Which which ones are you most excited about? I guess from the announcements. They bleed pixels and love three were really sound like um, fantastic games. Actually, in sort of the Eagle um, Island and the Twist version, all like all three of those are looking like super incredible, and hoping to add those to my collection as a part of premium. So definitely looking forward to being able to play those, and hopefully. Sometime soon, upcoming, I don't have any copies of those. I wasn't part of helping get secure those or anything, so or try them out. So I hope to get them with everybody else once the production is complete. That's cool. Yeah, we had very limited codes on those <laughs> when they came yeah, in. I, yeah, 
I imagine that I'm not trying to demand I get every single game or anything. <laughs> I understand it's not fair, but I'm just letting pe- our listeners know that I didn't really was more of a surprise actually to me because I didn't even really know too much about those games. So it was like a really good first look at them, and they incredible. I can't wait to be able to play them. Cool, cool. Yeah, I think uh, like I I had heard of they be play. They bleed pixels. I'd heard of love um, before, um, but Eagle um, Eagle Island, I had not heard of. And as soon as I started seeing it, I was like, dang it, they did it again. They went to a game that I never heard of and they showed it off. And I was like, all right, I'm I'm interested now. So and and the fact that like, yeah, this is like a, a full other game that's thrown in another version and all that stuff. That's that's really cool um, to be able to get that stuff. And I love that you guys are still doing the the gamers for gamers variants and, and all that stuff is has always been um, really exciting for me. I think that's that's a really cool partnership that you guys have there and being able to, yeah. to benefit that that charity and everything, too. So, yep, yeah, 20 yep. percent of all purchases go to charity. That's pretty awesome so yeah let us know what you guys think uh, about the direct if you haven't seen it you can check out nintendofuse.com and uh, check out uh, jokesters article over there and uh, see all the details and also watch it yourself and of course premium edition is it premium edition games.com mm-hmm. all right okay yep. so premium edition games.com as well and uh, get on get on all of that order it all and uh, pre-orders are available now we actually have a bundle right now we're doing there was only a hundred of these up uh they're still up there's still a few left there are the mega bundle that we're doing which contains both love three and uh eagle island twist both versions you also get uh the starter dog tag set and the koji plush which comes in a cage like a like a a carrying cage Uh, we only have a hundred of the plush so we, we put it as a mega bundle uh, pretty much. We just, we want to be able to uh, reward those that like really want to go for it and just get the whole retroware pack and support retroware. Um, you're going to get that, the, the special Koji plush as well. And it's a, it's a good size plush. And depending on how you hold it, the wings actually like flap. It's really cool. You can throw it at, uh, throw it at your little sister or whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Uh, and it, you could actually see it in the direct. We had a, a video from Screenwave Media and Justin Silverman himself picked Koji up and literally threw him at the camera, uh, which we absolutely loved. We didn't ask him to do that. That was all on him. Uh, but you can get your own in that mega pack only. Nice. Nice. Well, let nice. us know what you guys think for sure. Uh, let's get, hit some uh, quick headlines before we move on to what's going to come up over the next couple of weeks. So, Greg, talk to us a little bit about Pokemon. So, yeah, there was a 15-minute video for an update on Pokemon Scar- uh, Scarlet and Violet, some of the gameplay. So, they was kind of showing that there's some new elements to the game. So, pretty much there's going to be like this um, celestial stone thing that can transform Pokemon to be different types than what they normally are. So it was showing like Jigglypuff being like a water type, which is not normally the case. And it was pretty much saying that tons of different Pokemons, all of these different um, celestial types. So that's one of the new things that they showed. There's, they also showed there was going to be some auto battle mechanics. So you can just kind of stand there and kind of tell like your Pokemon to go fight off an, like another Pokemon and then they'll like auto combat it and you don't have to go through and do a traditional battles thing. So that's kind of cool there if you're just looking to grind some levels. And then 
Let's see, then there's, I believe then you can also make your own custom moves and stuff and more. So there's pretty much a lot of details kind of showing off about what's possible in the new Pokemon games that come out next month. Nice. And uh, I alluded to it a little bit before, but this weekend I was over in Syracuse, New York, uh, Retro Game Con. So first off, thank you so much to Patrick and the rest of the crew over there that put this together. Uh, this is New York's biggest gaming, retro gaming show. Uh, awesome time with uh, getting to meet not only all the wonderful fans that came out and all the people who took the time to listen to us talk all about these amazing video games that we get to publish, but also to the amazing crew out there that put things out, the people that joined our panel, which was a lot of fun to get to do a panel right before the creator of Qbert came on. So we, we were the opening act for the creator of Qbert, nice. uh, which is really cool. Uh, getting just to, to meet some developers, so, you know, some just some YouTubers, just a lot of friends from other shows. Uh, and some not so good experiences with the hotel and a, a particular restaurant to go eat at. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of fun stories came from it, a lot of great experiences, and uh, certainly, you know, looking forward to what's next for this show. So if you've never been uh, and you're in the upper New York area, upstate New York, Pennsylvania, Jersey, Connecticut, all, anywhere in the Northeast, or you just want to fly in, we had a guy fly in from Florida just to do the show. I uh, had a lot of fun. So uh, check it out for next year, Retro Game Con in uh, Syracuse, New York. Nice. Well, some of you might remember back on episode 255 in August of 2022, we talked about Nintendo purchasing Dynamo Pictures. Well, they have since officially formed Nintendo Pictures. And uh, that is officially now a company. That's what they've done with Dynamo Pictures. And we have yet to hear anything about what they're going to do exactly. Uh, Dynamo was really good, uh, supposedly, at doing like cutscenes and things like that. Um, some really cool videos. But uh, I don't think they've done any like full length motion pictures. So it's going to be really interesting to see what Nintendo does with them as they move forward. And uh, yeah, it's going to be like this new thing. So maybe Super Mario Brothers 2 movie is going to be Nintendo Pictures instead of Illumination. Or maybe it's going to be some sort of, you know, hybrid sort of combination. Maybe they're going to use them in their future cutscenes for movies. Yeah, jury's still out. But uh, Nintendo Pictures is officially a thing. And I swear, even though I was the one who suggested this article, I swear uh, Steve gave this to me because it involves uh, pronouncing a Japanese name, and he hates doing that. So I, I'm, that's why I'm convinced, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> so Platinum Games has hired Takeo Yamanaya, and I butchered that, and I'm sorry, who was the former Nintendo manager, who was Nintendo manager for over 20 years. It was Nintendo's third-party licensing director. Uh, last summer, when he, he was joined Platinum and he is now the commercial director and executive vice president. He's going to be a key person for new Platinum Games, where they want to gain autonomy and develop their own IP and publish the games themselves. But knowing that, he also said that this collaboration that we have with Nintendo is very important to us right now and will continue to be so in the future. I think, you know, joining Platinum Games, we could build an even stronger relationship with Nintendo going forward. This can only be a positive for Platinum Games. Um, so they're very happy to have him on board. What this means for the future of 
Platinum and Nintendo could only be good things. Whether Nintendo decides to open up that checkbook and say we want to buy you or not, I, I guess we'll find out later on. But at least we know that the relationship is already strong and only going to get stronger. All right. Greg, any, any final thoughts about any of these stories? Yeah, the Pokemon news was definitely pretty exciting, but I'm also trying to enter that part where I want to go more blind into it. So, um, yeah, like hopefully they don't share too much more before the game launches next month. In terms of Platinum Games, it's always really exciting to have a closer um, Nintendo partner. So that's great to hear that they're strengthening that. Um, I had kind of forgotten that they had purchased that other studio and renamed it, but I also like how they're kept the very simple name of just Nintendo pictures. Cause I know like there's Sony pictures and like what's next Xbox pictures. I mean, <laughs> there's Microsoft pictures. I don't know, but um, that just kind of sounded unusual to me, I guess. I think um, I ran Microsoft pictures on windows 98. Not sure. <laughs> Might've been <laughs> most likely. I think we yeah. all did. <laughs> Yeah, it was, sounds like Barry had a pretty decent time outside the hotel and at a restaurant. So, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really hear too much about that. So if he wants to divulge into that. It sounds <laughs> kind of more exciting. Nice. I yeah. Would, any, any further <laughs> thoughts, Barry? You want to point out this restaurant or keep it a secret? <laughs> oh, I can point it out. I don't care. <laughs> um, so we were told when we got there in Syracuse and if you're listening in that area, you'll probably know it. There's a place called Dinosaur Barbecue. They're apparently like really, really famous, and like, like, like it's like everyone says like you go to Syracuse, you gotta go eat there. They're they're very well known for their brisket. Like that's like their big thing is their brisket. They have a lot of ribs and chicken and and pork and all that stuff. But the, oh, the brisket, you got everyone tells us you gotta go for the brisket. So we say, hey, you know what, we're gonna go. Um, let's go after Saturday. You know, after the show Saturday, let's go there for dinner. Myself, my wife. Uh, and uh, we had Frank uh, from Premium Edition with us. And we said, let's go. And we actually asked two other guys that we, you know, we were friends with that we, they're at the show and said, hey, you want to join us for dinner? Like, let's just go, go out, you know? Um, Post-show, have some fun. Yeah, let's do it. So we go there. It's Saturday night. It is packed. And they're like, it's going to be like an hour and a half wait. I'm like, oh, man, hour and a half. Like, you want to do it? Like, all right, let's do it. You know, like it's an hour and a half. Everyone says we got to try this. So we're sitting there for an hour and a half listening to people call down. Now they call like, hey, can we get representatives from these parties to make sure you're still here waiting? You know, and, and finally we get called after two hours. It was over two hour wait. I've never waited this long in a restaurant before. My wife is dying of hunger. I'm dying of hunger. We're all dying of hunger. We go sit down. Finally, the waitress hands us the menus and goes, oh, by the way, we're out of brisket. My wife literally almost did a table flip at that point. Like, are you kidding me? How long have you been out? They said, oh, yeah, we've been out for over two hours. And we're like, you couldn't tell us common courtesy just so you're aware. Since you're going to be waiting a long time, we're out of the thing we're famous for. No, they refused to do that. So we waited over two hours and we never even tried the damn thing they were interested in that they were famous for and that we were wanted to try. So we ate other mm. food that was not that great i mean it was good but it wasn't like i've had better like it was it wasn't worth waiting two hours for ever um but it was it was a really bad experience and left a bad taste in our mouth and the whole time we were like the guys who were like recommended it were like oh we're so sorry we're so sorry we had no idea like 
you know, and, and it was just, it became a story. And I said, you know what, right now we're all pissed, but like a week from now, we're all going to look back and we're going to have the shared moment. We're going to laugh about it. And it's going to be like, you remember that time that, uh, so it was, it was definitely an interesting experience for sure. Nice. Apparently, uh, Jesse Glenn in the chat says you should have went into the one in Rochester. See, now that's funny you say that because the guys we were with were from Rochester who said they have Rochesters all the time. They never had Syracuse, which is the the, the first one. And they said, oh, Rochester's good. We're really interested in try Syracuse, though. Let's all go do it. Huh. And they felt so bad because they were talking it up the whole time. And then after that incident, it was just like, oh, no. Nice. <laughs> nice. I, I'm intrigued, though. I, 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 I don't think of barbecue when I think of upstate New York. Especially oh, brisket. Yeah, I know. So I know. <laughs> Apparently, they're famous for it. That there's, there's, as far as I know, those are the two locations. And and clearly, Jesse knows what I'm talking about because he <laughs> said you should go there. Yep. Well, that's that's <laughs> so unfortunate. Wow. Yeah. So no, next year if if we go again, I'll be like, do we even bother trying? Order you ahead. Know? Or do it like a Friday night or something before the show. <laughs> go there Friday. We went to the hotel bar Friday night for dinner and. That wasn't anything to write home about either. <laughs> well, well <laughs> I'm glad the con was good. <laughs> the con was great. The con food was not so good. <laughs> well, it's rare. Con food never is, though. No, no. It's overpriced and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they have you. Yep. They have you, by the way. You want to starve or you're going to yep. eat this microwaved hamburger. Or wait in line for two hours for a barbecue oh. place that's already sold out of stuff. Oh, <laughs> that's no. your options right there. <laughs> It, nice. it was an experience to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, any other thoughts about the other stories, Nintendo pictures, uh, uh, Pokemon, anything like that? Uh, in terms of Pokemon, I'm in the same exact boat as Greg. I didn't even watch this. Mm. I didn't watch it because I'm at that point where I'm already sold in the game. I don't need to know more. I want to go in blind at this point. I'm, I'm excited. Um, but I've heard all, obviously you can't avoid all the, this is what they announced and all that stuff sounds fine to me. Crafting and changing types. It sounds like they're making things more in depth. Cool. Nintendo pictures. I just hope it doesn't have the same longevity as square pictures does. And, uh, you know, it actually lasts more than one movie. Uh, so I guess <laughs> we'll see. I have high hopes. And I think that's the problem with Nintendo and Nintendo fans is we all have these impossibly high expectations that it's impossible to meet for every single person. And I just hope the ones that are upset, that vocal minority, don't ruin it for everybody else. Um, certain things like the Sonic movie, 100% agree. Um, that was a travesty and thankfully they fixed it. But there's always going to be people who will complain. And, and Nintendo fans are just, they're either will love everything they do or hate everything that they do, even though they're fans. It's just like a Nintendo Direct. There's always those people, there's nothing for me. This is terrible. Is zero out of five, you know, negative 18 out of 10. This was the worst <laughs> Direct ever. You see those comments all the time. Meanwhile, everyone else is praising it. You just can't please everybody. I hope they realize that and they just do the best they can. Uh, and as for Platinum, I, I've been saying Nintendo needs to buy them. I hope this brings the relationship closer. I know that Nintendo, uh, they want to do their own IPs. They want to do more IPs. Astral Chain was their own IP. They wanted to do. Now Nintendo owns that IP. Um, just I feel like they should just work because I feel like Platinum, when they work with Nintendo, has really big success. And when they work with other companies, not so much. Scalebound 
never got released. Babylon's Fall was a ginormous, you know, games for service mess that's now being shut down. Near Automata was great, and that was a few exceptions, but it didn't set the world on fire. But that was even ported to Switch now, so you know, here we go. You know, just 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 become part of the family at this point. I say, it's <laughs> true. Just keep them really really close. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the family plan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Uh, what's that? <laughs> when you're here, you're family. <laughs> That's right. Oh, uh, <laughs> when? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm still interested in seeing what they do with this this Nintendo Pictures thing for sure. Um, yeah, what's it? What's going to turn into? Like, are they actually going to? I mean, when they call it Nintendo Pictures, I imagine they they do expect to make movies. Um, but uh, yeah, what's that going to be like? My my imagination just runs with me and going. What happened was Miyamoto and some other people have worked so closely with Illumination on this movie, and they go, "Hey guys, we can do this. We could totally do this. I can I can easily take all my knowledge from making video games for the last." you know, 40 years and now move that over to, to making movies. I've learned a lot from illumination. Let's get these dynamo people. They've already done a great job on these short cutscenes and, and stuff like that. Let's, let's rope them in. We can totally make our own movies, save a lot of money, move forward. Um, I imagine that's probably what <laughs> you know happened internally. Um, what they're going to do with it. I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> this could be one of those things that just kind of fizzles out. Um, but, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, Platinum's always always good news to hear more about them. It's it's a strong partnership that we've we've seen more and more. Um, I'm going to apparently um, try to if I ever find my way in in upstate New York, maybe I'll get a dinosaur barbecue now, but not on a Saturday <laughs> night. And uh, I'm I'm right there with with you guys on Pokemon for sure. Like I I just watched a, enough of it to know a little bit and prepare for the podcast and the rest of it. I'm just waiting until the, the games eventually come out. So. Let's move on to what games are going to be coming up over the next couple of weeks. But before we do that, just one more reminder, if you have not subscribed to us, please do that. And also follow us on Twitter at Nintendo Fuse. And if you not joined our Discord yet, please be sure to do that. We love chatting games with you guys in between the episodes. And uh, you can find the link right there on the, the screen and the video version, but also in the show notes and the YouTube description as well. But uh, let's let's look at what games are going to be coming up over the next couple of weeks. Our next podcast will record live on October 24th. 2022 but uh, we've got several games that are going to be coming out over the next few weeks uh if you're watching the video version they'll be scrolling on the screen and we're gonna be talking about them as as we go but uh lego brick tales comes out on october 12th also the xeno chronicles 3 dlc wave 2 comes out on october 13th nascar rivals comes out on october 14th Advent Calendar, which is a uh, normally I would not announce this kind of a game, but I think it's interesting because there's like 25 games in Advent Calendar, and essentially you get in a new game every day, like an Advent Calendar. I thought that was just interesting. So that's coming out way, way ahead of the Advent season on October 18th. Uh, a Plague Tale Requiem Cloud version. We're so fond of the cloud versions. October 18th. Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope on October 20th. Persona 5 Royal 
comes out on uh, October 21st, and New Tales from the Borderlands on October 21st, along with several other games, again, that are scrolling on the screen of the video version. Uh, Barry, what are, you, uh, what are you hoping to play over the next couple weeks? Any of these or uh, any others that are on your list? I'm definitely planning to finish Trails from Zero. Uh, again, my goal is before Mario and Rabbids, and it's depending on how soon I finish it, I might try and squeeze in another game or if not enough time, um, you know, maybe just smaller stuff because I'm always playing games for review uh, either with us because we have another game to review for our next podcast as well as for premium to uh, new, new potential physicals. So I'm always playing smaller, you know, like, like smaller bites of games where I'm not going to like, you know, put it all right in right away as opposed to these like 100-hour RPG epics that I love so much. But, uh, you know... I, I'm not going to play it again, but I also highly recommend Persona 5 Royal. Um, that is an amazing game, and I absolutely love it, and I do think everyone should play it. Uh, I will. I might do the Xenoblade Chronicles 2, or 3, the, the Wave 2 uh, DLC. I might do the new Hero. Uh, if, again, if it's like I only have like a day or two or whatever, I might just pop it in uh, to do that. But uh, otherwise, I'll wait until like 3 or 4 or whatever is out. Nice, nice. Greg, how about you? Um, the one game, which Witchcrafty and also Fallen Knights, do seem kind of interesting. So I might be looking into checking both of those out. Um, if not, I'll probably be just hitting more items off the backlog. I still need to pick up the Arcadia Bay collection and some of the other ones I talked about on the previous podcast. I still need to pick those up and purchase those as well. There's just been so many new, yeah, there's that on my list to track down a copy of as well. Um, But it's just so many games have just been coming out and it's hard to have time for everything as well too. So definitely feeling the berries, uh, no time for games. Yeah. (laughs) For everything. Especially this, this current season we are getting into, man, it's starting to pile up. I mean, Cause it's funny, like even, you know, I make this list of, you know, notable games we go over each episode and sometimes it's like one or two games we have in that list. And like, wow, we, I had to extend the section that I write them in because it was, it's getting longer and longer. And, you know, soon we're going to have Pokemon and, and several other big games that are coming out, uh, you know, as we get closer and closer to the end of the year. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely entering into that season for sure. So like at some point I'm going to finish up Life is Strange too. Um, I don't. I don't know when, um, but at some point I did need to find some uh, big chunks of time to, to finish up that game. I also uh, ended up getting a review code for Midnight Fight Express. I'll be checking out that. And uh, of course, Carl, as we talked about, um, we'll be reviewing that next episode. And another game called Tim Tim. I don't know much about it, but uh, got that code as well. So be checking out those and, uh, you know, probably playing some Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope at some point, maybe tonight. But no, I can't play it tonight. No, there's, there's, you know, I, I don't have that game yet. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, if you did have it, you would play but it. if I did have it, I'd definitely be playing it. Um, and uh, probably getting some more time in with Lego Brick Tales as well. So I can put that review together uh, for you guys when that embargo uh, goes uh, later this week as well. But yeah, um, more and more games coming out. 
I saw Cobra Kai 2 on there as well, you know, because the first game did so well. Got so high reviews. It got awful reviews. Um, but apparently they're trying another one. So, no, oh, the first one was terrible. <laughs> I'm glad the show is so much better. We finally just uh, started up Netflix again. So we were able to see the newest season and, you know, binge through that in like two evenings. So that was fun. So. But yeah, we'll be back uh, next episode, like we said, is on October 24th, 2022. So just a couple weeks from today, uh, record these live on every other Monday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time and 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. We'd love to have you guys join the chat so that you can join in the conversation. You are basically our fourth member of the podcast, and we love interacting with you guys throughout the entire episode. So if you've never joined us live, we just encourage you to do that and you'll uh, be able to see us live on both YouTube and Twitch. And uh, we'd love to have you join in the chat with all those that uh, that join us. Some of some of these guys have been here weekly. I was talking to Jakester the other day. It's like been 13 years straight that he's pretty much tuning in to our chat. Uh, so thank you so much, Jakester. If you haven't checked out his uh, Twitch channel, he streams like all the time, pretty much every, every day, except for the nights that we have the podcast. He takes those nights off so that he can be there here with us. And uh, so we're so grateful for Jakester and so many others that are like him that are just consistently here and uh, just making our community better. So thank you guys so much for being here. Barry, what are we going to be up to over the next couple of weeks other than uh, all the gaming stuff? Um, Pretty much gaming stuff. I'm uh, going to be set up for a bunch of podcast guest podcast spots. I did a bunch last week. Uh, I'm going to be looking out for more to uh, let people know about Love 3 and Eagle Island Twist. They believe Pixels and Raji because, uh, as I tell people, running customer service, the one email type that I always get that I absolutely do not like is when it's, hey, I missed this. Is there any way I could still get it? I wasn't aware that there was a pre-order. And it's like, we're trying to get you to know that there is in fact a pre-order that's why we we want you to know and we want you to sign up because we want to get you guys these games uh so just do whatever i could do to get awareness for uh, these amazing titles because these developers are awesome and that's that's my main goal on top of catching up on work because when i go away for a weekend even though i'm working uh i don't get to do my emails because i'm just so busy so now i'm behind on top of just trying to take a day off for my birthday. <laughs> I say, as I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're, we're very grateful that you, uh, yeah, you put us sort of as a priority on your birthday, for sure. Oh, yeah. I told you that last uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> Greg, any, uh, any big plans over the next couple weeks? Not really a whole lot going on, um, but I will have like a camp out with my daughter, I think, right before our next podcast. So that should be a lot of fun there. So um, we're going over to a camp in um, Indiana, that the next state over because I'm in Illinois. So that should be a really fun time with her um, that weekend. Um, pretty much it'll just be pretty much business as normal for me, like just normal work days and everything else going on. Lots of uh, fun games to be checking out and everything else. So that's about it. Cool. Oh, I do also have one more thing. There's going to be another industry talk. Ooh, We're going to wow. do another industry talk. Um, it has been delayed. It was supposed to happen beforehand, but it's been delayed because 
I don't know why, honestly. I, I don't know all the reasons, but play NYC. We do that every year. Yeah. We do our annual talk with Dan Butchko. Uh, Playcrafting uh, normally happens in the summer. I emailed them in the summer. Hey, what's going on? Let's get together. Radio silence. Well, now Play NYC is back. It's coming November 5th. It's happening November mm. 5th in New York City. Uh, I've been in talks with him. So the plan is to have the recording on Wednesday uh, to do uh, to do another industry talk. So Steve will be getting that to do a quick edit soon, and we'll get that out there. And hopefully he is gracious enough to do some more free tickets for everybody. Uh, we could do another giveaway. So we, if we do, we can announce that giveaway uh, during Twitter between these two times and maybe do the draw on next podcast. So uh, it will be a little bit shorter notice because, unfortunately, uh, this is just the nature of things. But watch out for our socials. Subscribe. Make sure to check out. Um, hopefully, we'll have some tickets to give away for everybody. Cool. Cool. I was actually just, I think uh, last week, I was just, it just hit me. I'm like, wait a second. Did Play NYC happen this year? I don't remember hearing anything about it. So that's, that's good no, news. It not, it's coming back. It's coming in November 5th. So if, if you're interested, um, you know, definitely give them this love and support and uh, stay tuned for our socials for not only that industry talk, but hopefully, it's not confirmed, but hopefully some tickets to give away. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you all for being here. If again, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, whether you do that on your favorite podcast app or here on YouTube, uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you see everything that we post right as soon as we post it every time we go live here on YouTube and hit that bell so you can be alerted about that as well. And while you're at it, if you enjoy this podcast, we just want to ask you to share it with others. Um, we don't really get a huge kickback from that. There's no huge benefit. It just grows our community. Um, more people can find Nintendo Fuse, more people can join in the conversation, and we just uh, love growing this this community here. So if you enjoy what you, you uh, what you hear, what you see in this podcast, just share it with others that, uh, that you know also enjoy gaming, especially Nintendo, and we'd be so grateful for that. So thank you guys so much for being here for another episode. Again, we'll be live on October 24th with our next episode but until then happy game everybody have a good one see you next time